Today, our readings are about jealousy and anger. And surprisingly, it is God the Father and Jesus who are expressing these emotions. So today, we face an interesting question. If God describes himself as jealous and punishing, and if Jesus gets angry enough to throw things, is it okay for us to be jealous or angry? I had originally intended to take up several little disciplines for Lent this year. But as Lent began, I realized that God was calling me to work on part of myself deep inside of me, my inner critic. Often my inner critic is the first and loudest part of me to react to any situation. He finds fault with everything I do. And if this sounds harsh, I, I gave this homily today in Spanish, and it's much more hilarious in Spanish. <laughs> Thank you for those who helped me uh, come up with this. For the first 11 days of Lent, by the grace of God, I was successful in keeping my critic from taking over. When I woke up, I would take a few extra minutes for prayer, and somehow I was consistently able to center myself in a spirit of thanksgiving. Once my critic woke up, he would start complaining as usual about how I had done everything wrong in the previous 24 hours, but I was able to stay centered. The Holy Spirit and I would listen calmly to the critic and then gently point out how unreasonable he was being. It was wonderful. My goal this Lent is to give myself the same compassion that God gives me. Compassion. That's a strange idea to consider on a day when we hear about Jesus getting angry. Did Jesus really act this way? Yes. The early Christians would not have made up a story like this. This story is so inconsistent with our image of Jesus that it must be part of what Jesus really did. You can read almost any historical scholar and they will point to this as probably the most likely thing to be true. Many people say this is the act that probably led to Jesus' crucifixion. What are we to make of Jesus getting angry? Anger itself is not a sin. It's an emotion. Emotions are God-given gifts. If God didn't want us to have certain emotions, including the scary ones, such as anger, anxiety, arousal, envy, fear, loneliness, and sadness, God would not have made us capable of feeling those things. To grow in holiness, we need to learn to recognize our emotions. So many of us have spent a lifetime trying to ignore our emotions, so it can be hard to recognize them. I often say to people in the confessional, only certain people I say this, that you have three counts against you. You're American, you're Christian, and for a lot of you, you're male. <laughs> three, three groups of people who are very bad at getting in touch with their emotions. However, when we feel angry or anxious, aroused, envious, afraid, lonely, or sad, we have to find healthy ways to channel our anger. We need to make a choice. Are we going to let go of the anger, or are we going to do something about it? A lot of us claim that we're letting go of our anger when we have every intention of holding on to it. There's a word for doing that. Resentment. Resentment is like swallowing poison and waiting for someone else to die. It doesn't work. 
That was also funnier in Spanish. <laughs> no funciona, right? If we can't let go of our anger, we must choose healthy ways to act on it. Now, sometimes it's simple. We just need to wait until we're calm. Then we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us as we talk with the person we're mad at. Sometimes it's more complicated. If the situation that makes us angry will not change, the best solution may be for us to remove ourselves from the situation. At first glance, Jesus' anger does not seem especially healthy or holy. But did you notice that Jesus does not destroy anything in his zeal? He spills the coins and overturns the tables, but it will probably only take the money changers a few minutes to pick things up. He drives the sheep and the oxen out of the temple area, but the merchants can quickly round them up. But John notes that Jesus did not release the doves from their cages. Recapturing the birds would have taken considerable effort, and the merchants would have lost a lot of money doing so. So what are we to take away from this? John is the first to point out that Jesus himself understood human nature well, or as I learned in Spanish, he understood what was inside a man. When we are angry or anxious or aroused or envious or afraid or lonely or sad, that does not separate us from God. Jesus Christ felt these same things. So we should not ignore them. And like Jesus, and like countless saints who came after him, we can channel these feelings in a way that doesn't inflict damage. My luck ran out on the twelfth day of Lent. My inner critic woke up first, and it was not pretty. Even as I prayed, my critic wouldn't stop complaining about the choices I had made in the previous days, forcing me to get up extra early to go to work. Actually, I was waking up to work on this very homily that you're hearing now. I finally realized how silly I was being when I wrote this prayer in my journal. Help me to not be so mad at myself, Lord, especially since I need to write this homily on properly channeling anger. My anger was inflicting damage, damage on myself. Lent is a time to remember that we are all sinners, but that is not the main point. Lent is a time for growth. So the question to reflect on today is this. How is God inviting you to have more compassion for yourself? Can we look at our sins in the same way that God looks upon us? As I said on Ash Wednesday to the students, self-loathing is a lousy motivator. And self-loathing certainly isn't a gift from God. Our dissatisfaction with our sins should not motivate us to hate ourselves, but to see ourselves through the loving eyes of God.